Praise God. Thank you, musicians, singers, clappers, sound, usherings, nursery, whatever you've done. Being here tonight, I appreciate you making the, the night to be here. Amen. If you have your Bibles, we're going to turn to two scriptures. Um, we're going to turn to Genesis 32 and Proverbs 22. Genesis 32 and Proverbs 22. I forgot to say we've got a big welcome. We've got some of our family here um, from Brisbane. We've got Mary and Lisa here visiting us from the Logan Church. Want to make them feel welcome? Amen. Praise God. They're from Pastor Sean's church. We were just there last week and they love us so much they came to visit us. Amen. That's fantastic. Thank you for being here. Amen. When someone falls pregnant, um, the first thing you usually ask them, when are you due? Are you having a boy or a girl? Uh, And then the next question after that is, um, or the statement is usually we say, do you know what I think a good name for your baby is? And then straight away we say, our name, right? It's like, oh, are you having a boy? Yeah, Daniel's an amazing name that you should name your son. And but it's a girl, oh, Danielle is a beautiful name, just the way it flows. And, and we talk about our names because we, we love our names, hopefully, anyway. But uh, just reading the top 10 baby names uh, for girls, it's uh, Olivia, Emma, Ava, uh, Sophia, Isabella, Mia, Amelia, Charlotte, Harper, Aria. If you made it on the top 10 list, the Lord bless you. If not, it's okay. God still loves you. It's all right. It's fine. And then for the boys, uh, it's Noah, Liam, Elijah. Elijah made it out there. Um, Daniel, Jeremiah, Stephen, uh, 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 Lucas, Mason. Mason made it on. Uh, Ethan, Logan. What, what? Logan's on there. Aiden and Jackson. And so these are the names, and all of us here have been given a name. But even though you've been given a name, and maybe your name is a bit different to what the name your parents actually gave you, um, there's a saying, it's this. It says, when you were born, you look like your parents. But when you die, you look like your decisions. And so regardless of what name you've been given, you actually choose your own name. You choose your name. That's why when we bring up, when someone's having a baby and they're like, what about this name? You're like, ooh, I don't like that name. Why? Not because you don't like the name. It's because you know someone that's got that name and you don't like them. And straight away, that's counted out and you know exactly what I'm talking about. And so my prayer tonight is that we can make our name something worth valuing, something that we look after. And, and maybe you, you look back at your life and maybe your name isn't really cracked up to what you thought it was going to be. The good news in Jesus Christ is that we can change our name and we can have a righteous name underneath God. So this is a sermon series I started at the start of the year. I've done, only done one, but this is number two. And it's the questions from God and questions that God asks us through all throughout the Bible. And this question tonight we're going to look at is, what is your name? What is your name? So let's read these two texts. Let's first read Proverbs 22.1. It says, A good name is to be chosen rather than great riches. A good name is to be chosen rather than great riches. And then let's look at the body of text that we're going to analyze tonight. Genesis 32.24-28. The Bible says, Then Jacob was left alone, and a man, this is actually Jesus here, capital M, wrestled with him until the breaking of day. And when he saw that he could not prevail against him, he touched the socket of his hip, and the socket of Jacob's hip was put out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, let me go, for the day breaks. But he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So he said to him, what is your name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, you shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have struggled with God and with men, and you have prevailed. Amen. Let's bow our heads. Let's pray. God, we're grateful for tonight. I thank you for, by the blood of Jesus that we can access the throne of grace. I'm praying that the mercy of God will be upon us. Thank you, Lord, 
that even despite the mistakes of our past, that we can have a new name, Lord, that we can change through, you, through your blood, through your power. And I pray, help us as we leave this place to know and to change and to, to put effort in to have a good name. Thank you for all your help and your guidance. We give you all the glory for what you're going to do tonight. And in the mighty name of Jesus, everybody says, Amen. Amen. Two points tonight. First, I want to look at the power of a name. When it talks about a good name, now what does a good name mean? And if you go back to our, our text, it's in the, in the, especially in the Old Testament and even not so long ago, your name had great significance. It wasn't just a, a name that you were called. It was who you were. It was your destiny. It was your purpose. It was your life. And it wasn't simply the name that your parents thought of. It was the real you. And the reason why names are so important in the Bible is because that's put there by God. God is interested in, in our name, and God made us that way. Psalm 8, 1 says, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. And what he, here he's saying is that, how excellent is your name? He says, this is who God is. If you want to know what God is, you look at his names in the Bible. Wonderful counselor, prince of peace. This is who God is, his attributes, his personality, his power, his strength. And everything you need to know about God is found in his name. I did a whole Bible hour on the names of God so we can get a greater understanding on who God is. And God cares about his name, and so should we. We should care about our name, and we should care about our reputation. In our text, we find Jacob on the run. And let me give you a bit background to what, what's happening just before this wrestle. When Jacob was born, uh, he was born as a, as a twin to Esau. And as Esau came out first, he had his hand on Jacob's uh, on his ankle, on Esau's ankle, sorry. And so even though Jacob, Esau was coming out first, he held on to his brother. And what this signifies from the earliest of times, that Jacob was all about him. He was always pulling people down. He was always deceiving other people. So firstly, he did this when he was born. He did this secondly. He talked his brother out of his birthright. Let's look at the text in Genesis 25. It says, Now Jacob cooked a stew, and Esau came in from the field, and he was weary. And Esau said to Jacob, please feed me with the same red stew, for I am weary. Therefore, his name is called Edom. But Jacob said, sell me your birthright as it is this day. That's not the usual response when you said, hey, can I have some of your, you know, your fries? Um, can I have some of your nuggets? It's like, sell me all your rights. And then he said, and then Esau said, look, I'm about to die. What is his birthright to me? He said, swear to me as this day. So he swore to him, sold his birthright. And this is such a sad story. You know, I, look, personally, I don't think Jacob, I mean, Esau was about to die. But what if he was about to die? What if he was so hungry he was about to die and his own brother said, I, I won't feed you until I get something out of you. This is a horrible story. This is wicked and this is evil. But this is who Jacob is. The third thing we see about Jacob is that his father Isaac is about to die and they're going to bring a blessing on Esau, the, the oldest. But he tries to trick his dad. Uh, Jacob um, was, was very fair. Esau was Lebanese, so he had airy arms like me. And so what, what happened was he dressed up. This is the craziest story. He dresses up. He kills an animal and puts the animal skin on his arms. Now, I've got hairy arms, but this is not an animal. Like, seriously, like, this is not a wolf or something. And so he gets a wolf skin on top. Can you imagine how stupid he looks? And he goes to his father, and he tricks his own father into blessing him. He lied. He cheated. He deceived his way to, his, to the top. He tricked his own brother, and then he deceived his own father. And just before our text, he's just about to meet Esau for the first time. So you've tricked your brother since day one. You've lied to your brother. You've stolen from your brother. And now he's about to meet him. Genesis 32, 6 and 7. 
And the messengers returned to Jacob saying, we came to your brother Esau and he is coming to meet you and 400 men with him. And so he was greatly afraid and distressed. Then I'd freak out too. If someone that I stole from, someone that I deceived, someone that I played, someone that I ran away from, we're finally going to meet and he comes with 400 men, I'd be a little worried. He sends his family ahead and he's by himself. And then we come to our text. So this is the background of our text. This is where Jacob is. And this is what gives our text great significance. So let's look at verse 24. Jacob was left alone. And I don't have time. I'm not even going to get into this part. But if you really want to change, you're going to have to do it alone. There's some things you have to face with God alone. There's some things that you have to get right with God alone. The place where, um, where he meets is a place called Penuel, which means face to face. There's some things that your brothers can't fight for you. Some things you need to go to God for yourself. He says, left alone, and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of the day. When he saw that he did not prevail against him, he touched the socket of his hip, and the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, let me go, for the day breaks. And he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. And he said to him, what is your name? And he said, Jacob. I don't want to focus on the wrestle tonight. I've preached many sermons on this. I want to focus on the question, what is your name? Because Jacob's been lying his whole life. He's been deceiving his whole life. He's been a fraud his whole life. And then he gets this question, what is your name? And the meaning here is, who are you? Who's the real you? Not, not what, do you th- what other people think about you, but who are you? What's your character like? The truth is, guys, everyone has a name, and I'm not, not talking about your actual name given. I'm talking about when someone thinks of your name, another name comes to mind. Everybody here, you have a name, but you also have a label associated with your name. You have a reputation, what people think about you. When your name comes to mind, immediately in everyone's mind, a description comes of what you're like. Because when people think about your name, another name comes up. When you think, just say, Osama bin Laden, straight away, evil, terrorist, horrible. Israel Folau, you just think radical, fanatic, unashamed. When you think of Pastor Mitchell, you think loyal, faithful, a servant, wise, generous, consistent. I can go all night on Pastor Mitchell. When you think of Stephen Curry, the greatest of all time, and so on and so forth. So, so the question is, when people say your name, what comes to mind? Now, that could be very scary. Because you shouldn't ask everyone, what do you think about me? Because some people will say some stupid stuff. So Jacob, the name Jacob means supplanter. Supplanter means to overtake someone, to overcome someone in an aggressive way. It means to take the place of someone else, deceiver, fraud, to overreach. So when that question was, what is your name? He's not just saying, oh, this is just, he, he explained his label. This is my reputation. And I wonder if God came to us tonight and asked you, what's your name? Not just what name did your parents give you, but what are you like? It's a scary question. Because the problem is, we've all done things we regret, amen? We've all done things and like, I wish I didn't do that. I wish I didn't act like that. And maybe you're here tonight and you feel like Jacob. You're like, I've done some things that I regret big time. And I feel like that's given me an ugly name. You ever done something and you know, ah, that's... That's not, that's not good. And so the devil starts to lie to you, right? And says, you will always be known by that. 
This is your future. This is who you are. That's the real you. Uh, you made this mistake. Everybody's going to remember you from that one mistake, from that thing you did. When people hear your name, they're going to be ashamed. They're going to look down on you. And we could start to believe that, can't we? We made a few mistakes, and then we think, that's my life. That's who I really am. That's, that's all I can do with my life. And we can't change the past, and we think that's going to be our future. Jeremiah 13, 23 is an interesting scripture. It says, can an Ethiopian change his skin or the leopard its spots? That means with a leopard's got spots. It can never change the spots. It's always going to be like that. And we can think that I'm always going to be like that. I made a mistake, and I'm always going to be an idiot for making that mistake. I, I stuffed up that one time, and I'm always going to stuff up that one time. That's going to be my life forever. Because I can't change. And I'll tell you what hurts people more the most. It's not that you made a mistake, because everyone makes mistakes. The part that kills people the most is the embarrassment. It's the shame, it's the guilt, it's the humiliation. It's what people are going to think about me. It's our name. When people think about me, now they're going to remember this and I feel ashamed. This is why people don't come back to church. Because they're ashamed of what they did, and they think everybody puts a label on them like that, and that's, that's who they are. But that, that's not what we should do. I remember, you, many know my story, I was engaged two weeks before the engagement was broken, and, and found out she was doing all sorts of stuff. And the part that killed me the most wasn't even what she was doing. The part that killed me the most is that I'm going to have to go to church, and everyone's going to ask what happened. And I'm going to be known as that guy, and the embarrassment and the shame, that, that was the hardest part to overcome, if I'm being honest with you. Because I thought I'd be known as that guy. And there's people here, you hate your name. You hate your reputation. You hate it when people even say your name. You're, you're ashamed of yourself. There's guilt and there's humiliation there. That's why there's so much discouragement on the inside. There's so much depression and despair because you hate who you are. Because you think about the labels that people have placed on you. And you feel like Jacob and you just want to run away from all your problems. You just want to keep lying so you get out of this problem. And you lie and get out of this problem. And you lie and get out of this problem. But ultimately, our life catches up with us. And you can't lie about who you are forever because who you are comes out. Maybe you feel embarrassed, ashamed. Maybe you feel guilty. Maybe you feel humiliated tonight. There's good news that you don't need to run away. You can run to God. And God is the one who can change our name. And thank God that we can change our reputation. You say amen. Thank God that we are no longer the same people. So that's the power of a name. It's our reputation. So let's look secondly at changing your name. And finally, you know, when people get married, there's a name change. From the lady, right? Kayla's just done this. You change your license. You change your passport. You change everything because I am no longer that person. I am married now. My name changes. And every lady, you should change your name to your husband's name. Some guys are changing to the women's name. It's this whole problem that we're trying to sort out. But anyway. Ridiculous. Anyone, anyway, it's because you're married, your name changes. And tonight, if you are a born-again Christian, the good news is, is that you are the bride of Christ and your name can change. That you are no longer the same person that you were before, that you could be different in Christ Jesus our Lord. That even though you are known for this and for that and all these ugly things, now Jesus gives us the power to be known for beautiful things and to change that. Psalm 103 verse 12, He has removed our sins as far as the east is from the west. And I love that scripture because I've got a lot of sins. I've got a lot of issues that I need to sort out. 
And I'm so glad I'm not known for every bad thing that I've ever done. But God can change my name and give me a new reputation, give me a new character and understanding. You don't need to be known for that mistake your whole life. You don't need to be Jacob forever. Proverbs 22, our text again, says a good name is to be chosen rather than great riches. This is very interesting because your name is actually your choice. You choose your name. You choose your name. Again, I said at the start, we're born looking like our parents, we die looking like our decisions. The only person who has control over your reputation is you. The only person. I know you think, oh, but this person said this and that person. No, we'll get to that in just a moment. Bible here says, a good name is to be chosen above riches. That's good because you, if you've had a bad name, you can choose to have a good name now. You can change your name. There's Jason, um, that, uh, Soho, who comes here, he tells me all, all the time when at, at work or he's meeting people, and he's still working and he's still a, a new convert, and he's, he says people at his work are like, you? You go to church? Really? You? Out of all people, you go to church? You got married? Are you insane? You've got a pastor? You actually talk to your pastor? And it's like, for them, they, they can't handle it. And that's great because his, his old nature doesn't match his new name. And that's the good thing about all of us is that when we're in Christ Jesus, our new nature doesn't have to match up with our old name. We can have a new name in Christ. So how do we get a new name? Three points real quickly tonight. Number one, you have to be real. Verse 27, and he said to him, what is your name? At this point, Jacob could have lied again. He'd been lying his whole life. And I'm sure when he said, what is your name? It doesn't say, he says, he said Jacob, but I'm sure there was probably an awkward silence at that point. Sure there was a moment where Jacob's like, am I going to be honest? Am am I going to be real? Or am I going to keep pretending? What is your name? And then he said, Jacob. That's a big statement. That means a liar, a deceiver. I'm, I'm fake. That's who I am. But you notice here that God doesn't get upset. Jesus here doesn't get upset. When you're real with God, that's when God can start to change your name. And he says in verse 28, he says, you shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. I love that. You no longer have to be who you used to be, but God will give you a new name. And Israel here means ruling with God or God is my strength. You can go from the ugliest name in the world to having a beautiful name from Jesus Christ. That your reputation could be the worst in the whole world, but through Christ Jesus, God can give you strength. You can go from Saul destroying the church to Paul, the greatest apostle to ever live. And that is the good news of the gospel. But we must be real. The good thing about being real with God is that there's no, there's no embarrassment with being real with God. Do you want to, do you want to know why? Because he already knows. God, he didn't ask him, oh, what's your name? He's like, wait, I'm wrestling with this guy all night. Was it, was it Joshua or, or Jeremiah or what was his, what's his name again? Jacob. Oh, Jacob. Yeah, that's the one. He, he knew. But God's waiting for you to be honest. And, and take away the mask. Stop trying to be someone in front of all these other people and yeah, I've got it all together and I'm this and I'm that. How about you just go to God and say, God, this is who I am. You already know. And the good news, there's no shame in that. Romans 8.1, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who do not walk according to the flesh but according to the Spirit. So you don't have to worry, be ashamed about your life anymore. You don't have to be ashamed about who you were, what you've done. If you're just real with God, God can change you but you have to be real. 
You can't be fake here. Pastor Sean used to play basketball, and before he got saved, he had these big, big earrings, and he got into a fight, and they pulled his earring out, and it cut open his ear. He was bleeding all the time, and, and he went to the basketball tournament, and he just, he just put a Band-Aid over his ear. And the problem is he needed stitches, and it just kept bleeding, and it kept bleeding, and it kept bleeding. And ultimately, they didn't let him play that day. He had to go, and he got, um, go to the hospital, and he got stitches and addressed. But the problem here is he just tried to cover her up and think it'll be all good. But what he needed was someone to do some work there. You can't cover up who you are because you'll keep bleeding. And then you can't do what God's called you to do. You'll disqualify yourself. But when you're real, man... That's when God can really bring some real healing. Romans 10, 11. For the scripture says, whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. There's a lot of shame going on here in, on, in this world and a lot of people living in shame. But not us as believers. You say amen? So firstly, be real. Don't be fake. Don't pretend with God. This is how you change your name. Number one, be real. Number two, be radical. Again, you choose your name. Proverbs 22, 1. A good name is to be chosen rather than great riches. Great riches. So you have a choice here. Great riches or a great name. And God says your name is more important than money. Don't sell out for money. Don't sell out for fame. Don't sell out for friends or for family or for fellowship, whatever it is. Get, don't worry about riches. Worry about your name. Some of you here, you feel you want to have a good name, but then there's that other feeling, right, that you want to please the flesh. But you have to be radical. You choose your name. You make the choice. Having a good name is, a, is better than sexual pleasure, pleasure and career and money and fame and popularity. And a good name is to be chosen. And you need to be radical in those decisions. It doesn't happen automatically. I'll just have a good name one day. No, you choose it every single day of your life. You choose, what's my name going to be today? What am I going to be remembered for today? How do I live today? It's changing your name. Ecclesiastes 7.1, a good name is better than precious ointment yeah, or precious, precious perfume. And the person who knew this the most was Martha, uh, Mary, sorry. She was a sister of Martha, the sister of Lazarus. And in Matthew 26, Jesus is there at the table and she comes and she breaks the flask, the, the alabaster flask with the, with the ointment. She breaks it. It's a year's wages. And I think in John's gospel, uh, Judas gets quite upset. He says, you should have sold that, given it to the poor. But Jesus says, no, no, what she's done is good. She chose a better name above ointment, which means she chose a better name over everything temporary. Because we're either going to be Mary and break things and, and give, choose your name, or you're going to be Judas and choose the money over your name. You don't know anybody here that's named Judas, but you know a lot of Marys. You choose your name. Matthew 26, 13, Or surely I say to you, wherever this gospel is preached, what this woman has done will be told, to her, told as a memorial to her. She got, Jesus says this, because she's done this, because she chose a good name, she will be remembered forever. And people here, listen to me, guys. Don't sell out for temporary things. It's going to be gone anyway. Choose a good name that will be held onto forever. Be radical. Be radical with your name. Make decisions. What's my name going to be today? You can't have a different name by staying the same. You have to change. You have to choose. You have to decide that I am not going to be the same person anymore. I'm going to choose to have a better name above everything else. So number one, be real. Number two, be radical. Number three, be resilient. Be resilient. Even though God gave Jacob a new name, it took him a while to change. And 
God, you don't change your personality overnight. You don't change your reputation overnight either. It takes time. But if you hold on, if you don't quit, if you stay being resilient, your name will, be, will change. Resilient means to be able to withstand or recover quickly from difficult conditions. What are the difficult conditions that hurt our name? Number one, gossip. Ever heard somebody gossip about you? <laughs> and you're like, no, snap. They, no, they didn't. Why do we get so upset? People can punch us in the face and like, yeah, okay, we'll sort that out. But someone's ta- you're talking smack about me? Who the heck are you? And then we start. And, and in those moments that people talk smack about us and people gossip about us, it feels horrible. And you feel, and we feel, right? This is what everyone's going to think about me forever because of what this person said. And it's not true. And we feel like that's what I'm going to be remembered by. No, you choose your name. Not them. Because people are always going to talk smack. It doesn't matter. I've been called all sorts of things. But they don't choose my name. I choose my name. Joseph, he's accused of rape. Wouldn't you think that's probably the worst thing you ever be accused of? Yeah, don't you think he can never recover from that? Yet he's in prison. He becomes a ruler of the prison. Then he becomes the prime minister. And he becomes the leader of the whole nation. Because that accusation didn't last. So I know when people say things about you, I know it hurts. Trust me, I know it hurts. But they don't choose your name. So don't worry about what they say. Don't think, oh, my life is ruined because of what they said. No, it's not. You choose your name, not them. So firstly, through gossip, sometimes we need to be resilient. Secondly, through circumstances. What you're going through today, it's not going to be your life, okay? You go through times, this is going to be my life always, this one problem. No, it's not. Just this week, all right? Just this month. You remember three years ago when you felt like quitting? You can't even remember what you were going through. Because circumstances change. And it feels hard today. But stay resilient and you'll have a good name. Just get through the circumstances. Circumstances change, but God doesn't. And thirdly, be resilient through your mistakes. A good name doesn't mean you never make mistakes. A good name means you make mistakes, but you just keep going. You stay resilient. Peter made a lot of stupid errors. errors. Abraham, the father of our faith, made a lot of dumb, dumb decisions. He denied his wife twice. said, oh, she's my sister. She's not really my wife. Like, what the heck? Imagine you said that to your wife. Imagine Beck and I were going out and they said, oh, is this your wife? No, it's just my sister. First, they wouldn't believe me because she's white. And then secondly, they'd be like, are you, you all good there? What, what's wrong? Imagine doing that twice. Imagine sleeping with the next door neighbor saying, oh, the Lord has provided a child. What a dumb thing. But when we think of Abraham, what have we known him? What is he known for? He's known as the father of our faith. Because God gave him a new name. And you're not going to be remembered for all your mistakes. You're not going to be remembered for doing those stupid things. Jonah, he, he ran in the opposite direction. He did all this. But he came back and God used him powerfully. So the devil lies and says, you'll always be known for your mistakes. And some of you, you really struggle with your mistakes. You struggle really bad with your mistakes. And that's why you're not going to step up and do the will of God. It's because all you think about is your mistakes. Or isn't it a bit prideful to think that your mistakes stop you from entering the kingdom of heaven when God has already forgiven you? Is your mistake worse? Is, that, is, is the blood of Jesus not enough? Is the blood of Jesus not enough? What else do you want from God? Would you like him to send his son? Would you like him to kill his own son for you? Is that not enough? Don't worry about your mistakes. God already knows your mistakes. And God uses people 
through mistakes. Your mistakes do not define your future. God defines our future. Thank God for that. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. All things become new. So stop worrying about the old things when God already demolished them. They're as far as the east is from the west. So start changing your name tonight. So that's the question I leave with you. Question from God. What is your name? And if it's not good, it can be good. You can change. No one decides your name except you. Be radical, be real, and be resilient, and your name lasts an eternity. Don't, don't go up and down. Oh, good circumstances, I'm good, bad circumstances, I'm going to pull down. No, just stay at it. And time reveals your true name. People can't decide your name. The church doesn't decide your name. You decide your name. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's bow our heads. Let's pray. Praise God. I appreciate everyone's attention tonight. I've hoped I've tried to encourage you to keep going for God. But quickly, as people hear you're unsaved or backslidden, your heart's not right with God. Maybe when I asked that question, what is your name? And you were like, ah, it's not a good name. 